Welcome, welcome. If you wonder why I always say hello and welcome so many times at the beginning of a live stream, it's because there's a lag between when I press go live and when the stream actually starts. And I don't want dead air. I don't want to be sitting there like this. Are we live? Oh, I think we're live. Oh, we're live and then start, right? I don't want that awkward silence. So I figured I will fill that... Uh, are we on or not period with warm greetings. That's why I always do that. So hello and welcome, glad you could join us. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger at dancefish.com. We do this every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. That's nine Eastern for those that are mountain challenged. I'm gonna do the shipping report and then I'm gonna get right into Santa mode. Um, we have a generous giveaway, $500 worth of gift certificates that were donated by an anonymous donor who does not want to be named. Thank you to that donor. As a condition of this, what they said is they said, I will give a $500 gift certificate uh, donation for the giveaway if you are willing to sacrifice a little bit of your pride. I'm like, pride? Haven't had any since I first hit the stage. What do you mean? What, what, what is this pride of which you speak? What, what are your demands? And he's like, you have to wear a Santa hat and a beard during the live stream so that, uh, and if you do that, I'll do the giveaway. So I'm gonna do the shipping report and then I've made a little Santa costume that I'm gonna put on in a, in a moment here after the shipping report so that I can uh, fulfill the terms of my agreement with Mr. Anonymous. And I'll wear that as long as I can. I'm rather proud of it. I'll wear it as long as I can until it gets too hot and itchy and stuff. And then maybe I'll take it off and put it back on later. I don't know. So anyway, exciting giveaway tonight. But first, the shipping report. The shipping report is almost as exciting as the giveaway. The shipping report is this. No losses so far for the month of December. No DOAs. Everyone's arrived in good shape as far as I know for the month of December. Now, Johnny, if I miss something or something came in, uh, you know, after I checked that today, uh, please correct me. But... That brings us to 98.98% success shipping for the year. That means 98.98% of the fish we have sent have arrived alive and arrived in good enough shape that they, they stayed alive and did well for our customers. So we count two things. If they arrive DOA, of course we count that as a loss. But also if they arrive and they're not in good shape and the customer is concerned, they can reach out to us and we'll say like, ooh, keep an eye on that. If everything, hopefully it, you know, settles in and is fine. But if it doesn't, let us know. And if in a day or two or whatever, it, it succumbs because of stress during shipping or because we accidentally caught a fish that wasn't good enough to, uh, healthy enough to go through shipping, we try really hard to never do that. But every now and then one does slip through our fingers. Um, then they tell us and we, we count that as well. So that number is for fish that arrived The success rate is for fish that arrived alive and healthy enough to thrive for our customers. So we're proud of that number, 98.98%. We started calculating this according to this new uh, tally system, which is more accurate, February 1st of this year, 2022. And our goal is to be 99% or above success rate. So we're two hundredths of a percent away from that goal. We're so close. I hope we can make it by the end of the year, but I don't know. So. That is uh, the shipping report. I'm very excited. Uh, again, if I miss something, call me out. But I don't think so. I think, I think we're good. Um, now, here's the Santa costume. 
Here's what I did. I made a fish keeper Santa costume. Here's the beard. Of course, it's spawning mops, and it's held together with an airline, like a like a real fish nerd would have, right? Don't you all have one of these hanging around? A, a green Santa spawning mop beard? Of course you do. <laughs> so there's our Santa beard. Ain't it lovely? And then for the hat, what I wanted to do was take like a brine trim patching cone and, and find a way to attach it on my head, but, oh, whoops, the beard came off. But I couldn't find a way to do it. Um, it's like hard and rigid and I, I didn't have all the time in the world to work on this, obviously. So, um, you know, I, I could have maybe gone to the craft store and got, this one's acting up. Why are you acting up? Anyway, I could have gone to the craft store and got like a piece of crafty, uh, halo styrofoam thing and put it on there and all that, but that didn't work out so good. So what I did instead is I went with the traditional. So here we go. So, uh, wait, this one's falling off. I don't like that, that middle one. I'm going to fix that. What happened here? It's not really staying taut. Okay, let's see if we can fix that with a simple knot here. So that stays up. Okay, take two. There it is. All right. The Spawny Mop Santa Beard. I think that's pretty much centered. Good, good. Got the corks where I want them. Let's get the hat on. This is how much I love you guys. I'm doing this so that we can have a $500 giveaway for you. There we go. That's, that's kind of cozy, actually. My head was a little cold. When you get bald, you have that problem. All right. There you go. There you go. There's the Santa costume. The fish nerd, the true fish nerd Santa setup. So that's my answer to the challenge from the donor. The, I have to wear a Santa hat and a Santa beard. I was like, I could go buy a Santa hat, but I'm just gonna buy it once a year. Or I could buy some yarn, make some spawning mops and use them for years to come. So that's what I did. So here we go. Ah, all right. So for the giveaway, thanks again to this anonymous donor. I think that's super fantastic that they did that. The giveaway, if you want to be entered to win um, some gift certificates is hashtag mop beard that's hashtag m-o-p-b-e-a-r-d hashtag mop beard no spaces caps don't matter if you enter that in the chat you'll automatically be entered to win uh some gift certificates and, and what i'm going to do is i'm going to give away five one hundred dollar gift certificates instead of the the one hundred dollar one we're going to do five one hundred dollar gift certificates I just think it'll make the evening flow a little better, make more people happy. And with the automated, I guess I should take a moment to plug this. Uh, we just did something today. I actually didn't plan on this correlating, but we did something today, which is uh, made the gift certificate super easy. So if you go to dancefish.com and you want a gift certificate right here, click on that and you can, uh, 
give and manage your gift certificates. You just put an amount here, the amount you want to give, set the card value, and it'll take you through the rest. And then you can send that easily to whoever you want to give the gift for for Christmas or or what have you. Makes a lovely Valentine's gift. <laughs> Nothing says Arbor Day like a dance fish gift certificate. We're gonna attempt to take a drink. This could be interesting. Alrighty. So we have 291 folks here already. Wow. Anonymous, that's awesome. Your dollars bring all the boys to the yard. Um, everyone that's here, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment and uh, sharing this with your ex-lovers, we get more people in here, make it exciting and lively. There are 277 people entered already to win a, a gift certificate. Let's do the first one. Why not? Why wait, right? Seize the moment. 232, 233, 234. I'm going to let them roll in for a little bit. Then we'll do the first one. And I'll, I'll keep tally here of who won. All right, that's good enough. Get them in now if you haven't done it already. I'll wait like 10 more seconds because that's the lag. The lag's about 8 seconds. So if I wait 10 seconds, then that should get everyone a chance to... Uh, to enter is planning on entering. While we're waiting, at the end of this stream, I'm going to be heading over to be a good husband and support my wife, who is uh, has a YouTube channel. And uh, at 8:30, she'll be doing a premiere of "I'll Be Home for Christmas," a song that she's singing here on the YouTube's. If you don't know, my wife Brenda is a professional singer. She's done lots of big gigs around, including the Disney Concert Hall in Los Angeles. She's the real deal. And if you don't believe me, just go to her channel. Listen to some of those uh, music videos she's made. You'll see what I mean. She's doing that, by the way, just with her little cell phone in our living room in a piano. There's no uh, acoustic uh, material in there. There's no fancy mic. There's none of that. That's all her voice. She's, she's doing all that. So anyway, it's been enough time. Let's roll the first winner. The first winner is Sylvia R. Sylvia R., you have won. I'm going to make a little note here. A $100 gift certificate to dancefish.com, courtesy of Mr. Anonymous. Sylvia R. Congratulations, not too shabby for, you know, a few minutes on your Wednesday night. Not too shabby at all. So Sylvia, you have two minutes to chime in. Let us know you're here, because you do have to be here to win. That's the one requirement we have. You have to be present to win. And we do that because I always hate it when I go to some event and they're trying to raise some money and they do a raffle or a giveaway or whatever. And it's a live event, right? And the person gets up there and they, they draw the winner and everyone's excited and they're like, uh, the winner is Ralph. Is there Ralph here? Silence. Ralph? Anyone seen Ralph? Well, I guess Ralph didn't give enough of a you-know-what to stick around, so uh, uh, I guess he didn't care that much. Uh, Anyone here know Ralph? No? You, oh, you know Ralph? Uh, could you get this to Ralph so we can somehow figure out how to give him the thing that he didn't care enough to stick around to win? Like, it's just this big deflating moment for everyone else who stuck around and was excited. So, you have to be present to win. That's the only requirement. So your Sylvia R has chimed in. Awesome. Sylvia, please send an email to hello at dancefish.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at dancefish.com to claim your winnings. We need your email address so we can send that to Mr. Anonymous so the uh, gift certificate can be assigned to you. And congratulations. Congratulations. Not too shabby. 
hundred bucks in the first twelve minutes. We'll do, we'll do some more here as we go forward. All right, super exciting news. There is a part I have been waiting on since uh, let's see here about September. And it is a part that's going to help us with the issue we have with dissolved, dissolved, not just oxygen, gas in our system. So there's too much saturated gas in the water in our system. And if we run the system full bore, enough gas, gas gets uh, into the fish that it causes gas bubble disease, which is basically embolisms or, uh, you know, equivalent to the bends. If you were deep sea diving and you came up too fast and you'd have that saturated gas it's dissolved into your bloodstream, suddenly come out of solution and form bubbles. That's the bends. Well, supersaturated gas in an aquarium is pretty much the same thing. We just call it gas bubble disease. So we haven't been able to run the system full bore here for a while uh, because uh, of that issue. We, we still change the water a lot more than most places could and the fish are still in good health and everything but it has made the tanks look pretty bad it's allowed for uh, some scaling to form on the glass which is not an issue when we're running full steam and some detritus to settle and things like that so everything's healthy the tanks are, are clean and um, chemically they, they're great and the fish are doing great anyone that's ordered fish from us you you, you know what you're getting you've seen the result but it's not how we want to run so I'm thrilled to announce that the part finally came and today was the first day of installation. It's going to take a few days to get it installed and programmed and and get uh, the computers that talk to each other and stuff. But once this part's installed, hopefully by the end of the week, we will be up and running. Uh, it, uh, we'll get a lot more water exchanges than we've been able to do since the water out there got cold. So it's been a great day for us here. Um, we've learned a lot conceptualizing this fish warehouse, conceptualizing how we want to uh, source water, treat and sterilize water, and return the water to, to nature when we're done. And uh, this is something we learned along the way, that solving dissolved oxygen uh, gas problems in water is difficult. <laughs> we tried one solution before, it helped some, but it didn't solve the thing completely. So now we're... Uh, this solution we think will. In fact, we don't see how it couldn't. It's it's a uh, as long as it functions, it'll be kind of foolproof. So anyway, super exciting here to get that done. The other exciting news is next week we have quite a few fish coming in. We have some good imports, including we're finally able to import fish from Israel. So anyone who has seen, sorry, it's kind of itchy. I keep like tugging at it and stuff. Uh, yeah. It's itchy and hot. But anyone who's seen the aquarium co-ops tours of the Israeli fish farms, the reason we want to bring fish in from there is we think the fish we get from there will be very healthy. The systems they keep them in are uh, properly maintained, they're properly filtered. They seem to do a good job about keeping the quality of their stock high. One of the big problems we have in the aquarium hobby right now is live bears. Uh, Guppies and platies and swordtails used to be bulletproof, and now they're they're uh, they're delicate. Like if you can get them through the first, I don't know, month or so, they're probably okay. But they're not hardy. They're flat out weak. I will say. A lot of times. So 
we're going to try Israel. One of the things we want to do is find a way to get healthy live bears to our customers. And right now the way we do it is we buy fish from hobbyist breeders as much as possible. That's the best way to get good healthy stock. But but when that's not that's not po- right now we don't have enough hobbyist breeders supplying us to uh, satisfy our needs. So we do have to buy from fish farms. And uh, the other way we do it is we bring them in and we quarantine them and we medicate the heck out of them and we uh, basically treat them with kid gloves and lots of attention and things for a couple months until we're confident that they're stable and will thrive for our customers. And we're happy to do that because then we can get healthy fish for our customers. But if you can imagine the cost in employee time, in medications, in everything it takes to maintain a tank and the building the tanks in and all the extra care that takes for months before you can even start selling the fish, it's not a good business model. So we're trying to, we're trying to get that better. Oh, you know what I should have done? is like a stream where I wore this and then gave the mops away at the end. That would be fun. Maybe, maybe we'll do that another time. I don't know. Just popped in my head. And a lot of times the ideas I have are horrible and I have to vet them carefully before I put them into action. Um, Kelly Foreman throwing some money at us. No, no, even better. Throwing some, uh, some memberships out there. Kelly Foreman has gifted 10 Dance Fish memberships. This is awesome. Memberships are going great for us. We really appreciate all the members, everyone who's joined up. It's a nice recurring revenue source for us as we get our company up and running. We are a startup on a mission, and at this stage of our company, every penny helps. So we really appreciate that. Kelly, thanks so much. That's even better than a super chat because that's the gift that keeps on giving. A certain percentage of those memberships that are given away will decide, you know what? We're gonna keep renewing our membership. and. That's awesome for our company. That's recurring revenue, helps, helps keep things going. So we appreciate that. Flu season mops. <laughs> nice. Hochu. Oh, I just sneezed on your mop. You still want it? <laughs> All right. So, so did I miss any other? It's doing that thing where all I see is Kelly Foreman's uh, donation. If anyone else donated already, thank you. I'm sorry I can't see it. Chat has moved too far, but I do appreciate every little bit. It really helps. I do want to call attention to one other thing. I I guess I should do this. uh, It's my kind of duty as a businessman to show you if I can find it here. So on the YouTube channel, we now have a store with lots of really cool merch in it. So in case you missed it, we have uh, our nice, beautiful tricolor logo on some shirts and towels and other stuff. We're going to get a mug out there soon, as soon as I have a minute to do it. I really like the hats. I should show you the hat. Just a second. I'll be right back. Now the hats are kind of pricey, 30, 40 bucks, depending on which one you get. Um, but I can't help that. That's just what it costs for them to be made. But check that out. I, I think this thing's awesome. Woo! I like the colors. It's nicely embroidered. Um, it's my favorite thing that we have is the hat. So that's why I'm shouting it out. Now, if you're a member, then go to the uh, members section on the community tab. And there is a... Uh, message I gave to the members a little while ago with a link that that only they can see because they are the only ones that can access that tab 
to where you can buy the members only line of merch. So we're doing a, why did I switch back to that? I don't know. Well, Kayla's Aquatics and Exotics, thank you so much for the good wishes. Happy holidays, Dan and, and Fish Fam. Right back at you, Killers. Really appreciate you being a member and everything else you've done over the years, my friend. In Beck's Fish Room, gifted five Dance Fish memberships. Bex, thanks so much. I really appreciate that. You already do a lot for us, so that's unnecessary, but greatly appreciated. Um, where was I going? Oh, yeah. So the members have access to a, a members-only merch line. And what we're gonna do basically is have a members only merch line for every month. So each month we'll do a new species. Uh, we have the designs all ready to go for January. And I can't tell you which species that is yet. I want that to be a, a fun surprise when it happens. And uh, each species will be available for a month and then it'll go away and there'll be a new species available. So we're trying to turn it into like a fun collectible thing. And for the members, you get options that no one else has. So we're trying to make it exciting for the members. Anyway, that's what's going on there. We have 363 folks here. Thanks for being here, everybody. Again, Mr. Anonymous, your money brings all the boys to the yard. We appreciate so much your generosity providing $500 in gift, certifi gift certificates for tonight. That's awesome. That's all I've got for you as far as stuff going on here. I'm sure there's a million other things. I, oh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of regs. So um, I've been... There's a new series of regs that came out from Wyoming Fish and Game. Um, and uh, those go into effect January 1st. So we're, of course, in crunch time completing everything for those. And it's not so much crunch time because we knew that it was coming. We actually helped write some of these. But um, we couldn't actually turn in the paperwork for them until December 1st. That's the first day when they would accept the paperwork. So we've done all the preliminary work. We've had our inspections. I've, I filled out the applications before and stuff and was like, hey, is this what you need? And they, they're kind of, uh, now that it's actually time to get going, the last several days, there's been a lot of back and forth uh, figuring out exactly the best way to license me because an, a tropical aquarium fish facility is not something fish and wildlife in Wyoming or fishing game is what they're called in Wyoming is used to dealing with. So <laughs> we've been uh, helping each other out, figuring all that out. But I think I got the final set of paperwork done and, and submitted today. And there might be one or two things they come back with, but nothing we're worried about. We're basically friends, uh, believe it or not, with that agency. We, we get along great. They come, whenever they're in town, they want to stop by because they think it's neat. And we're not doing anything illegal or shady, so we don't mind being transparent with them. And that's created this really nice relationship. So we're doing that with them. And then the Department of Agriculture, we're doing stuff with them as well. So it's kind of like getting everything done crunch time, end of the year, regulatory-wise, because stuff's going into effect January 1st. And they don't really let you, I've done as much as I can prep-wise beforehand, but they don't have a lot of lead time. Like, again, I couldn't submit paperwork till December 1st, even though we've known about this for months. So yeah, that's where we're at. But uh, a lot of that has been going on. So I would, you know, th the normal thing to do in this case would be to complain, but honestly, they've made it fairly simple. They're doing their best. So I'm not going to complain. I think they're trying to be good partners. Kids Aquatics and Reptiles throwing down a super chat with Pippi Longstock. And y'all know how much I like Pippi. Thank you. Thank you, Kaylor. Really appreciate it, Bob. 
Alright, that's all I got. Let's get to your questions and comments. If you have a question or comment, please enter it into the chat and I'll get to it and we can have a discussion and chat about some stuff. Paul Sotero, the spawning mops are a look that suits you. You may be starting a fashion trend. Yeah, corks with green yarn. I mean, it's hard to go wrong. It's hard to go wrong. It's like a cheap Muppet. <laughs> Flu season mops, yep. Fish ion, tank dicks. I want to see you with that beard in the water while you're talking about the next shipment. Yeah, I'll just be like chin deep in the in a rainbow fish beard, and they'll just be spawning all over here. That would be that would be a video. I'll just be there like philosophizing deeply about the meaning of life and in some very serious context while we have rainbow fish just spawning underneath my chin. <laughs> what can I say? I'm all about performance art. Mikey M, if you can tell us what fish are the Israeli ones? Well, I'm not getting a ton because it's the first shipment, new supplier, so I'm just testing the waters. And uh, I think I'm going to stick with my policy of not revealing what I'm getting until it's time to sell it. And for those that are new, the reason I do that is I used to be like, hey, I've ordered these, it's going to be awesome. But something about this industry is you might order stuff and it might not show up. So you get people all excited and then it doesn't show up and that's just a big letdown. That's like the uh, the giveaway drawing when, when Ralph isn't there to uh, claim the winnings at the live show, right? That's no fun. So I don't want to create that letdown scenario. And so I, I only reveal what they are when they're ready to go because then people can get excited and the odds that... that and they'll be ready, right? They can just get them. I mean, every now and then a tank gets sick and we have to take it off inventory, but that's, that's very uncommon. So Mikey, I'm sorry. Um, but I, I want to stick with that for those reasons. Let's see here. Looking for the next one. There it is. Mitchell Broom, you need to make a mug that says, hello, 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 <laughs> yes, that is wraps around it to match the opening of the streams, yes, yes. Someone uh, accused me, and probably rightly so, uh, on a comment on one of the live streams after it was, you know, on the replay, and they're like, man, that was just like a, a bad 90s DJ on the morning radio show. And I was like, yeah, kind of, I guess that's right. But the reason I do that the reason I, like for five seconds, I'm like, hello, welcome, welcome, glad you could make it, hello, hello, is because there's this weird lag time between when you go live and when it actually goes live. And what you'll often see when people stream is you'll see them sitting like this awkwardly because they don't know if they're live yet or not. And then they'll be like, oh, I think we're live after several seconds of them just sitting waiting, right? I don't want that awkward thing. So I just, I just fill that space with warm greetings because I, I guess it's better than this. Are we live? I think we're live. If we're live, could someone tell me? Okay, well, I don't know if we're live, but I'm going to start anyway. You know, I don't want that, so that's why. Swamp Thing. Hey, Swamp Thing. Good to see you. 
I'm excited to have begun planning a new continuous drip system since I now have a welded draw farm that my fish love. I'll be reviewing all the warehouse system videos for tips. I'm excited for you. Ain't nothing like it, man. It's a whole new world when you can get that continuous water flow. The fish are gonna... I've seen colors and behaviors and a frequency of being fired up that, that I've never seen before. It's, it's been a revelation actually doing it like this. Now, <laughs> we've run into issues too. It's been a learning curve, but if I had to do it again, this is how I choose to do it. I'm glad to hear that, that you have well water that's good enough to do that. That's awesome. Oh, chat just jumped. Sorry, guys. I've got to look here. i got to scroll up because chat jumped to the bottom. Okay, here we go. Oh, I didn't think my moderators yet. Hey, mods, thanks for being here. Thanks for doing this every week. I just really appreciate you volunteering. That cork has got to turn the right way. There we go. Got to have my fine cheek profile shown off, right? Yeah. Coro Doolin works. Let's see, did I say that? Coro Doolin. Coro Doolin? Coro Doolin. That's how I'm saying it. Works. How do you process your waste tank water, if at all, before you send it down the drain? Well, there's a whole video on that. So I refer you to the channel. There's a detailed video on Steamfot Aquatics channel as well, where we tell you about that. And we don't put it down the drain. We return it to the creek. So there's a local river or creek. I don't know which it is. And what we do is we draw water from that river, we clean it up, we sterilize it, we put it into our aquariums, then we clean it up, we sterilize it again, and send it back to the creek. And it's when it gets to the creek, it's a lot better than when it was taken out of the creek. So by doing that, we get to have continuous, continuous, <laughs> continuous flow of fresh water to our aquariums, which our fish absolutely love. And we get to help the local environment at the same time by cleaning it up before we return it. So, uh, but the details on that have all been covered in, in some videos. You can see it's all there, all the equipment we use and the processes and stuff. Greg Van Fleet, have you ever had a reef tank? Only in uh, pet stores that I worked at, but personally, I've never had one that I've kept. Oh, this is getting itchy. I'm sticking with it though. I'm sticking with it as long as I can. Oh, it's because my beard underneath. Like, my stubbly, like, been too busy to shaveness. Ugh. That is... That is bad. <laughs> oh, man. For everyone watching on the podcast, listening on the podcast, I'm sorry you're missing this, but um, I've got a Santa hat, and I made this uh, Santa beard, if you will, out of Aquarium Airline and uh, floating spawning mops. So it's a bunch of green yarn with corks on it around my face. And... Uh, I did that to qualify for the uh, for the giveaway <laughs> for Mr. Anonymous, and uh, it's super itchy, super itchy. Jacob Metzer, tell us more about libraries and how this problem can be solved. So the the way I'm trying to solve it is find suppliers with hardy stock. That's how I would like to solve it because the other way I've had to solve it till this time is to get the stock that's a little shaky from the supply chain, the stock that anyone could get, like they're the guppies you see everywhere, but then take special care of them until they're hardy. And uh, same with sore tails and other fish. That just takes a long time. So 
I have a series of videos on how we quarantine fish. Uh, we often use a lot of medications to help get them through. And then we just take time. It takes time for fish to really settle in, fully acclimate to their conditions, to the food, to the rhythm of life where they are, and fatten up and get colored and fully confident. So time is the, the true answer to that. More time than you want. It's 732. How about that? There's 407 folks here. Kayla's Aquatics and, and Reptiles. That's got to be a record, right? 407. Thanks for being here, folks. If you wouldn't mind reaching out to your friends and telling them there's a funny guy in a funny beard giving away cash tonight, that would be awesome. Get more people here. Speaking of giving away cash, let's do another one. The winner is, hey, Fish Iron Tank Dicks. We were talking earlier. Fish Iron Tank Dicks, you have won a $100 gift certificate to dancefish.com provided by Mr. Anonymous. You have two minutes to chime in to claim your winnings, and then we'll go from there. Oh, Fish Iron Tank Dicks. I've got to write that down. Hang on, let me flash that screen again. That didn't happen. No. Why? Oh, that's why. <laughs> oh, Fish Iron Tank Dicks is here. Awesome. Fish Iron Tank Dicks, just like Sylvia R., if you would kindly send an email to hello at dancefish.com, H-E-L-L-O at dancefish.com. First name, last name, your winnings. Um, to claim your winnings, we need to get that to uh, Mr. Anonymous so he can transfer ownership of that gift card to you. Leo 209 Aquatics. Do scuds need green, wa green water to survive? Want to move some from my outdoor culture to a tank inside, but it's not green water like outside. No. Scuds eat benthic algaes, not free-floating algaes. So uh, green water is these tiny little algaes that are in the water column floating around. Scuds can't eat those. They don't filter water. What they do is they go to the surface and graze algae off the surface just like snails do. Snails use a radula, right? Like a little razor blade in their mouth and scrape it off. Scuds are kind of like that. So the food they're eating needs to be like attached to a surface or big enough that they can grab onto it and cling onto it to chew it. So green water, no. A lot of algae like on the surfaces is very helpful. That's great. If you have a big chunk of java moss, throw that in there. And if they're ever out of food, they'll kind of gradually chew on the java moss. They'll eventually destroy it if you leave it in there forever. But it's something that they can eat between meals. Um, I also throw like water sprite and other plants in there and they'll, they can chew on those between meals. If you leave them in too long, they'll destroy them, but you usually get several days before that happens that you could remove them. In fact, when a plant is caked with algae, I'll take it, put it in the scud tank, leave it for a couple days, and they've eaten all the algae off by that point, and I remove the plant, put it back in his tank, and it's good as new. So, yeah, benthic food, food that they can cling to or crawl on is, is what they need. Oh, I don't know if I can do it anymore. This is so hot and itchy. I'm doing it, though. I'm doing it. Doing it for the team. Wow, it's like a Muppet. Super awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now I need a funny voice. Oh, wait. <laughs> I've got a Muppet voice, naturally. 
<laughs> I was destined for this. I just never knew it till this moment. By the way, remember last week how uh, how cloudy this tank was because we just moved these uh, Thrichthes Macolopinus into the tank? Check them out now. There's algae on the back pane, but the front pane is pretty clear and the, the water column's nice and clean. They've started doing some spawning behavior, so hopefully I can get a video of them spawning for you soon. I like that fish a lot. It's really, really pretty and not too aggressive. Del Cantrell. Del, good to hear from you. Looking good, I know. <laughs> Sorry I'm late. When would you say is the best time to get into fish keeping? Childhood or adult? Maybe somewhere in between? I don't know, Del, because I only know my experience. I got into it the summer between 6th grade and 7th grade. Um, and that's what worked for me. But I know some other folks who have gotten into it as an adult and some who uh, were really struggling with addiction and things like that and got into it into it as an adult and, and it kind of helped on their journey of recovery. So, you know, that's great when you hear stories like that. I, I don't think there's a best time. You kind of get into it when you get into it. It's, it's kind of like anything else, I guess. The one thing I will say, though, is folks that grew up with an aquarium in the house as a kid, I, I've had lots of conversations where someone, it starts with, well, we had an aquarium in the house, and then later when I was an adult, you know, I remembered that and got back in, you know, got into fish because of that, because of thinking about that childhood experience. So I think there's something to be uh, said for keeping fish as a child, or at least having them in the house as a child, that, uh, that kind of makes it come back later when you're an adult and start I don't know, somehow it pops in your mind. You go back to it. Lizzie Labelle. Recommendations for brackish puffer for salinity of 1.010 other than spotted or figure eight. Lizzie, I've, I don't keep brackish water tanks, so I'm gonna refer you to the hive mind. Um, anyone here keep any brackish water puffers? I know several species, but I don't know the exact you know, salinity of that and what would be best. But there's several brackish water species that would be good. I, I think uh, the one to, to maybe look into is Columnasus uh, pistacus. It's basically the cousin to the Amazon puffer, but it's from salty water. So I think it can go brackish without any problem. And the reason I say that is I haven't looked into it deeply, but I would assume, I do your research, but when you're doing your research, you might find that like the Amazon puffer, it's peaceful, it doesn't get too big, you can keep multiple in an aquarium. It could be just like an Amazon puffer, but like a little salt. If that's the case, I think that's a fantastic fish. One thing that is challenging for a lot of puffer species, including some of those you've mentioned, is sometimes they get pretty aggressive with each other, and it's hard to keep a community together. But the Amazon puffer community, they do just fine long term, so yeah. William Olivez, I'm a saltwater guy. Well, we still like you. <laughs> but I love your passion and slow and steady growth. Yeah, I mean, we're the tortoise, not the hare. We're on a mission, and we're just focused on the mission. And we just trust that if we stay focused on that mission and do a good job, people will take note, and the movement will catch on. That's, that's how we operate. But thank you, William. We appreciate it very much.
And yeah, salt water is amazing. If I could stand, uh, I think salt water is great for, especially for someone who really likes tinkering. Because there's so many parameters to keep in line and so much specialized equipment you could use and things that I think it's great. But for me, I like I like volume. I like to keep lots of species. So <laughs> if I was the kind of guy that is like, I want one beautiful tank in the house, maybe I'd go with a nice saltwater tank because they're amazing. But I, my interests are too wide and varied. But thanks for stopping by, William. I appreciate it. 429. That's not bad at all. Thanks for being here, folks. Thanks for spending a bit of your Wednesday with us and making this whole like spawning mop beard thing worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. B's CPDs. Trying methylene blue for my Skull Creek rainbows after failing with H2O2. So far, so good. Had 100% hatch with red lasers with six drops H2O2 per cup using one drop methylene blue per cup. Oh, that's interesting. So. The hydrogen peroxide, that's H2O2 for those that might not be familiar, um, did work with the red lasers, but is not working with the Skull Creeks. That's interesting. Well, Mr. BCPDs, I hope you raise a ton of them, and if you do, I would love to buy Skull Creeks and red lasers from uh, a hobbyist breeder. If you ever develop enough and are comfortable shipping them to me, I'm in the market. We pay 25% of retail landed. That's what we can do. Uh, just with our expenses of the the water sterilization and filtration and the amount of time we take to quarantine the fish and all that and our packing procedures, which are not efficient, but are very good for the fish. Um, our margins are a little slimmer than they might be other places. So 25% is kind of the, the max of what we can do. Better... Aquatics. <laughs> Can you boil the acrylic mops? Yeah, but don't. How do you sterilize it between tanks or fish species? So you can totally boil these, but if you do, these nice straight strands will crinkle up. And when they do that, they like to tangle up and it makes it a lot harder to manage the, uh, the mop. Makes it harder to pick through. It, gets all, it becomes a tangled mess pretty easily. So how do you sterilize it? What we usually do is just take them and dry them out. So drying will kill almost everything, especially for long periods of time. So dry it, that'll do it, usually. Now, there's a few things. Mycobacterium, it would take a long time to dry out before it died. So uh, you could also soak them in like a hydrogen peroxide solution. That's not going to be bad, as long as you don't put in... I would imagine if you put in, ah, so, so itchy, like unbelievably itchy. I would imagine if you put in high enough concentration of hydrogen peroxide, it might somehow denature the yarn and make it curl up. But this is basically a form of plastic. It's acrylic. So I think it's going to probably be fine, especially in a normal, like, dilute hydrogen peroxide solution. So that's, that would be my suggestions, uh, Beta Aquatics. Ooh, so hot. It's uh, 80 degrees in here. I don't, I don't know how much longer I can do it. <laughs> I need like an ice bath right now. Excuse me while I air out underneath the mop. Woo! There you go. Got a peek under the mop. Don't tell anyone. 
<laughs> that should have been for my OnlyFans. Mountaintop Puffer Keeper. I should have a copy of the next Amazonas issue shortly. The wait is killing me. Kind of need to be published in there along with that award I just won. No Congo eggs yet, but soon. Mountaintop, I'm so I'm so thrilled for you. I can't wait to read your article on Amazonas. And congratulations on your, what was it, Breeder of the Year Award, I believe. That's pretty great. And well-deserved if you're breeding and raising all those puffers. That ain't, that's not easy. We'll turn the beard into a neard, a neck beard. All right, back in the saddle. Kurt Robinson, proud to be a monger. Thank you. Thanks for being a member for a month, Kurt. Thanks for sticking with us. And Kelly Foreman, anti-itch cream fund. <laughs> well, thankfully, hopefully it's not fungal. These are new. <laughs> These are not used spawning mops. I actually went to the spawning mop bin and I was going to grab some and I was like, yeah, I'm going to make new ones for this. <laughs> Get a little like dried algae crust on them and stuff. Yeah, not pretty. Silver Creek Aquatic says Israel has some great fish, so I know it's going to be good. Have a longtime friend that lives there. My homie. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Okay, I'm done. I can't do it. Oh, I went as long as I could. Oh, yeah, that's my limit. It's the itchiness in the heat. That's hot. I mean, you got to keep in mind, we're a fish warehouse. We, we're running at 80 degrees now, plus some humidity from all these tanks. Oh, yeah. Oh, that feels good. Oh, look at my sweaty bald head. Yeah, that nasty. That nasty. Okay. Went as long as I could. Hopefully that uh, was long enough to keep Mr. Anonymous happy. Because I really do appreciate Mr. Anonymous, your generous donation. Generish? It wasn't just generous. It was generish. <laughs> no, it's like, well, he's generish. <laughs> I just developed a new word. I love it. Generous. But only a little. Generish. <laughs> no, that was very generous of you. Thank you. The loan, of course, just smashed the like button. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Jacob Metzer. What are the fish that you just can't get enough of right now? Oh, to buy? Killifish. Any killifish. I am dying to find a supplier, uh, like a hobbyist breeder of killifish. Um, Aphiosimians, Nothobronchius, Epiplades, Aplicylus. Uh, lamp eyes would be awesome. Procatopus. Things like that, Sinolebius or uh, any of those South American annuals like the Aphanius genus. We're in dire need of killifish. I'm a killifish junkie that doesn't have a lot of killifish in his life right now. Man, it's killing me. Yeah, more killifish. Wild type bettas would be amazing as well. A. B. Have any favorite American cichlids you guys do not carry? Lots. Anything small, colorful, and peaceful. So that's tons of the Epistos. We have we have several like uh, Latacara and Alanacara and Nanacara types. But we don't have a lot of Epistos right now. And there's so many little dwarf, pretty little peaceful uh, South American cichlids. So basically it's that. 
if we don't have it and it's small and it's fairly peaceful and it's pretty, then we want it. Hunter McLaren. Hey, Dan, Aquarium Comop, co -op, <laughs> co -op, recommends keeping fish at slightly lower temperatures to prolong their lives. Would you recommend doing the same? It depends. I would not recommend doing that when you first get them and they're through that, they're, they're in that little, uh, I gotta adjust the camera right a little bit. We got that weird light shining right there on the stage right there. All right. When the fish first come in and they're going through that adjustment period and things are a little tenuous and we're like, doing our best to keep them healthy and happy, then we want to keep them warmer. That's, that just seems to help their immune systems. Usually where they're coming from is from farms overseas that are in countries that are super hot. So they're used to pretty warm temperatures often. Not always, like it depends on the source, but in general, if you look at the, if you go to your average pet store and you look at the tanks, Probably 90% of those were bred and raised in Asia, Southeast Asia, where it's super hot. So they're going to be used to warm temperatures. So I wouldn't take them when they're new and put them in something cold. But if you've had them for a long time and they're healthy and happy and stuff, you could knock the temperature down a little bit probably. So, I mean, it's true. They're cold-blooded. So the warmer they are, the quicker their metabolism is going to, is going to burn. So I think there might be some truth to if you keep them cooler, they'll live longer. Now, that makes perfect sense to me. I can't say I've ever seen a study done that would prove that out. I don't know of academic research or any real scientific lab experiments that have been done in that direction. They might be out there. I've never looked. But um, it makes sense to me that that would be the case, yes. But I would, I would not do it until, uh, until they're ready. And that's not during the adjustment period, adjustment period for sure. Scrolling up here, folks, because chat jumped while I'm scrolling. Let's do another giveaway. This is for a hundred bucks. Oh, we're giving that giveaway to Peplin Creek. Well, fishy and tanktics. That's very nice of you. To I gotta make note of this. To Peplin Creek. Okay. That's very generous of you. This guy's eat the proid in your pond. I believe it. Okay. So we're going to do another giveaway for a $100 uh, gift certificate to dancefish.com provided by the generous Mr. X, Mr. Anonymous. Misfit Reptiles and Aquatics. Hey, Misfit, congratulations. You have won. You have two minutes to claim your winnings. You got to claim that by chiming in and saying I'm here or yay or whatever. But you got to enter a comment to let us know you're in the chat. Because you do have to be in the chat to win. That's our one requirement. If you do that in the next two minutes, yay. If you don't, you cancel it. You forfeit your winnings and we'll draw someone else. Killers Aquatics and Reptiles throwing down a very generous super chat. Thank you, Bob. Always appreciated. Never required. But you know how happy it makes Brenda, my wife, when money falls out of the computer screen and lands on our lap. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Cheers to you, Bob. Uh, for that and everything you've done for us over the years. We appreciate you. Okay, while we're waiting on Misfit, all right, chat jump. The next one I can see, it won't let me see some stuff that was done earlier, but the next one I can see is Metal Fish. 
Doesn't highlight from phones, so does hashtag Greenbeard get recognized from Nightbot? Well, I don't know, Metalfish. Let's see. Um, did you enter? Misfit, okay, good. Misfit has claimed their winnings. Congrats. Misfit, we need you to send an email to hello at dancefish. That's H-E-L-L-O at dancefish.com um, with your first name and your last name. Oh, we don't need your mailing address. We just need your first name, last name, and uh, username so we know who we're talking to. And your email address, and we can get that to you. Misfit. Reptiles. And aquatics. All right. Congrats to you. Let's see here. So the question was from Metal Fish. Let's scroll here. Let's look together. If you're entered here or not. Metal Fish, you're entered. So if you entered using your phone, then it worked. That's as much information as I have about that. Xanadu do give away 10 gift certificate or get uh, 10 memberships. Sorry, gifted 10 memberships. English is hard. <laughs> Thank you, Xanadu do. That's super helpful. That's the gift that keeps giving for us. So I really appreciate it. Cheers. Kurt Robinson, what do you do to reset spawning mops for the next use? I usually just dry them out, honestly. That's what I do. Take them out, dry them out for a few days. When they're crispy, I consider them ready for the next use. That tends to work for me. Now, I, I guess I should say this. If you're spawning annual killifish species and the, the eggs can take some desiccation, then you probably want to do something else as well. But drying them out completely uh, for several days tends to do the trick for, for most species. Bruiser CB. With that beard, you could almost pass for me. Man, you must be a looker, Bruiser. You must be one handsome man. <laughs> Big, thick, green beard. Doesn't get better than that. <laughs> Woman going crazy for a shock-dressed man. All right. Spinster sister. What do you use to clean your gravel? Cleaner tubing. Oh, so the, the tubing half-inch vinyl tubing probably that is uh, attached to your gravel cleaner to clean your tank is getting dirty. I, I think a bleach bath is generally what I use. And by bleach, I don't mean Clorox. I mean hydrogen peroxide. So I would just put it in a container that has a good, strong solution of hydrogen peroxide and submerge it in there. Make sure that there's water all through the tube from in that container and let it sit overnight. It'll probably turn most of that gunk into, uh, right, eat most of that gunk right away. Now, what else have I done, though? There was like a chimney sweep brush that was really long that I used to clean out some tubes before. What was that? Some of our water, so these tubes right here, That's a quarter inch vinyl tube. Gotta make sure I didn't, gotta make sure I didn't just lift it right out of the aquarium. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. And some of those had some algae growth in them and I was concerned it, it was gonna get clogged. And so, 
Oh, I know what I used. I used an air compressor. That's what it was. And uh, blew pressured air through it. Now, careful, because that end will whip like a snake and smack you in the face. So you got to weigh that down so it doesn't whip around on you. Secure that somehow. That might be another way to do it. But I think just soaking it in a peroxide solution would, would do it for you. That's where I would start. Holy cow, it's, it's awesome to see all the new members coming in. Gary Williams, thanks for being a member for four months. Bentley Pascal, my friend, how you doing? Still waiting on that 125 gallon you promised me. Are you not a billionaire yet? <laughs> or was it 150? <laughs> Everybody, we want Bentley to become a billionaire because then he owes me like 150 gallon aquarium. That's my cut. Marvin's Loach Gardens, desiccation drying is a poor way of controlling the spread of snails. Well, I, I don't actually think that's true, Marvin. I think that's true if they aren't really dried out. So if you take, snails can burrow down in gravel and stuff and find every little bit of moisture for as long as possible, right? But I think most snails, if they're in a truly dry environment, are going to, to die. Now, I'm just, maybe I shouldn't even said that because I haven't run any experiments or anything like that. But my sense is that people that say they, they took a five gallon, took gravel, put it in a five gallon bucket and set it aside for a couple months or whatever, and then put it back in their tank and Malaysian trumpet snails came out of it. My, my, my guess is that it never properly dried. That's my guess. So no one take me, again, maybe I shouldn't even said this because I haven't run experiments, but I think in a truly dry environment that they would dry out. And if I take a mop and I stick it somewhere for several days and it gets truly dry, like really actually dry all through, I'm pretty confident all the snails will be dead. Plus, I don't have any of those species like Malaysian trumpet snails or anything like that. Sure as heck kills the pond snails and ram's horns and stuff. Scuds, all that stuff dies when it dries. But, I mean, maybe there's a species of snail I don't know about, but I kind of doubt it. They, they kind of need some moisture eventually. They might last a day or two, but eventually they're going to get done for. That's my, uh, my hot take without, you know, run any done any research on it or anything like that i haven't really looked into it rich d suffer for your art man yeah 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 the soul of art is suffering yeah absolutely <laughs> survival of the fishiest love that username i have a ton of lamp eye babies awesome awesome um if you raise a big batch especially if you have multiple species We'd be very interested. How about Golden Wonder Killies? That's, Luke, that's one that I actually probably wouldn't carry. I carry almost every killifish, but that one is so commonly available uh, in even Petco and PetSmart and things that the price point is down and the market is so well supplied. It doesn't make a lot of sense for me to carry a fish like that. I have in the past, but the truth is they didn't sell very well. So... Because of that, that's one I probably wouldn't try. But if you have the not gold form of that fish, that fish is Aplicylus lineatus. Let me show you what this fish should look like. This is a beautiful killifish. Okay, 
So there's this gold form that we all know, right? We've all seen. The Golden Wonder. Yay. It's pretty enough. But then there's the wild type. Look at this thing. This thing is beautiful. Nice spangles, nice stripes. It has a lot more going on than that. That's kind of one tone. It's still pretty. No shade on the Golden Wonder. But I just prefer the wild type Lineatus. Look at all the colors it's got. Did we really need to... Well, <laughs> that's got a funky spine. But the colors in Finage is amazing. Like, did we really feel the need to, like, improve this beautiful fish by making it gold? It's just so cool. So, I, I'm partial to the wild lineata. So if you, you had wild type, like the normal non-gold color, believe it or not, I'd prefer that. Oh, yeah, that's a picture. Look at that thing. Whew. So pretty. That's awesome. I bet that's a little oversaturated in Photoshop, but... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Golden Wonder, the gold form of Aplicylus lineatus is just one I probably couldn't move. Survival of the fishiest, how old do you need them to be? It's, it's not about age, it's about size, and it depends on the species. There's some lamp eyes that get, I don't know, four to five inches, like the Lamprichthys. And there's others like the, uh, I don't know, Norman's Lampi, we probably all know and love, that gets maybe an inch. You know, they're small, so it depends on the species. All right, Swamp Thing got the new issue of Amazonas. That's cool. That's cool. I can't wait to look at, at that thing. Matt, what kind of minimum numbers are you looking for for killifish? I have quite a few. Uh, but not 50 pairs. If you had 25 pairs of a few different species, that might be that might suffice. That might work for us. If you only have one species, we're probably going to want like 50 pairs. But if you have multiple species at 25 a pair, that might at 25 pairs that might work. Uh, shoot me, Matt. Shoot us an email with what you got if you don't mind. Lizzie Labelle. Andrew Sensky in Houston at ADG Aquarium may help you with the killifish. <coughs> Excuse me. Got so excited about that, it made me cough. Lizzie, um, if I don't, if you have Adam's contact information, would you send it to me, hello at dancefish.com, or if you know Adam, would you give him my contact information, because I would love to uh, get in touch with him. Mountaintop Puffer Keeper, yes, Breeder of the Year for Colorado Aquarium Society, and answering that I bred freshwater pit puffers after accepting the plaque was a good conversation starter, even with the old school guys. Oh yeah, there's not many people that... Um, could raise those tiny little freshwater puffer fry. It's it's about the food, right? It's about keeping the food in front of them and raising all those tiny little live foods to get them started. Most people just just don't stick with that. Raising the food so you have food for your baby fishes. So it's like you're raising fish, but really what you're doing is raising live food. <laughs> the baby fish are like <laughs> this little part of this whole process of keeping the live food going. 
Chat jumped again. Um, but Booch56 says, let's see, what does you says? Just finished a rack and still need to stock a few of them. Any new pseudomugils in the pipeline possibly? I'm hoping to have Ivan Safai come in next week. We have Fricata right now. We have a couple great locations of Gertrude right now. I think we still have Luminatus, but I'm getting more Ivan Safai, more Luminatus. I think that's all that's coming in next week though. Um, we have a, actually, we have a couple, is it Paluta, not Palutacola, um, let's look, yeah, we have a couple Pseudomugil Novagenie, super rare one you're not going to see very often right now. We have the RO4s and the RO2s of the Gertrude, plus the aquarium string with three, three kinds of Gertrude. Signifers. Yeah, we're getting more Illuminatus and more uh, Ivan Safi. So I wouldn't say the rarest, but still cool. Welcome new members and holiday blessings for the whole fish fam, says Xanadu. Do. Thanks, Xanadu. We appreciate you, man. Actually, I don't, I don't know for sure if Santa Dude's a man, but I think the avatar there is a dude in sunglasses, so that's my guess. <laughs> Gotta be careful these days. Gary Williams says, sorry I missed the stream, but you didn't. You're here. You're good. You're good, good. We made it. Okay, let's give away another card. Uh, this is for another $100 gift certificate. We have two more to give away. Let's do one now. Uh, how many folks are here? 441. Booyah. All you got to do is hang a $500 in front of folks and they show up. <laughs> Secret of life. How to make real friends. <laughs> the winner is Sandra. Sandra. You have won. You have two minutes to claim your winnings. You do that by entering a comment in the chat. You can say anything, but you got to do something. And if you do that in the next two minutes, the winnings the winnings are yours. Ugh, that's a hard word to say. If you don't, you forfeit your winnings. <laughs> and we draw again. Keystone Clash says, hello. Hello, right back to you. I'm excited to... Uh, to see you guys at your next meeting. I'm excited to speak. I can't wait. It's been a while since I've had the time to get out and go talk at a fish event. Gonna be doing, I think, two talks. Nothing's finalized yet, but a detailed uh, presentation on, on building this massive fish warehouse and all the systems and things. And then one thing I really like doing, the second thing is a presentation on a uh, prepping and shipping fish. I think one thing we do poorly in this industry and in this hobby is transport fish. We do it in ways that put the fish at risk unnecessarily and there is heavy stress and heavy losses in transit due to the, our practices. There's solutions to that and uh, I like to spread the word about that because we're on a mission to make this industry more humane and that's one way I feel like I can contribute. So that's something I really like doing. I'm excited about that one. VO209 Aquatics, why, wait, so does entering it on the phone, it doesn't work? I don't know, I think it works. Um, I don't know, but 
we we checked metalfish here earlier and uh if they entered on the phone it, it worked but i don't know that let's see leo 209 aquatics i'm assuming you're asking because you entered on the phone if that's true you're entered here yeah you're good If you didn't, then I don't know. Tamara Soris, hey Tamara, good to see you. Have you ever had your CBDs come down with dropsy or bloat? Yeah, any fish species can come down with that. What what that is is, it's a symptom that something's wrong. It's not a disease, but when fish go into certain kinds of organ failure, like real serious stuff is happening. This is not a casual thing. When they go into organ failure, say their, their liver is failing or something like that, they can they can bloat up. If they uh, are so ill that they can't osmoregulate, they can bloat up. Sometimes it could be swelling in their stomach, like they've got a big gas bubble or something. There, there's lots of causes for it. So yeah, any fish can do that. Have I actually seen a CPD do it? I can't remember a specific instance, but I'd be very surprised if I haven't. I've, I've had many thousands of CPDs over the years, and I'd be surprised if at some point I hadn't seen one, but I don't remember it. Catherine Kennedy, I recently added a tenopoma to my tank. So far, I'm in love. I'm loving this fish. Can they be kept in groups? Tank is 55 gallon. Yeah, you can keep tenopoma in groups. You might want to make sure it's got lots of line of sight blocks and things. I don't know if that's in your case, plants or caves or pipes or driftwood or whatever, but I think in a 55 you could. I don't know which species you're keeping. The Microtenopoma and Sorgia, you could definitely keep big groups. Um, I've seen adult leopard tenopomas. Is that Ancestris? I forget the species name, but I've seen those kept in... Wait, is that tenopoma? It is, right? Okay, now in my mind, I'm... Hang on. Yeah. Yeah, the leopard tenopoma. Uh, what is that species name? Acutirostre. Something about the nose. Acutirostre. So, I don't know, cute nose? <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen those kept uh, in big tanks together as adults. I, I don't know about a 55, but I'm assuming it could work. I think they were bigger tanks. I saw them being kept in, but I don't know if that means they couldn't do fine in a 55 together. So bottom line, I think it could work. I've never tried it. Liquid Rock Aquatics. <laughs> Best water type ever. Oh, we got to see if, if um, Sandra chimed in. Sandra did. Okay. Congrats, Sandra. You've won the fourth gift certificate for tonight to dancefish.com for a one hundy $100. Please send an email with your first and last name and your username to hello at dancefish.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at dancefish.com. And we'll we'll figure out how to get that gift certificate transferred to your name. Gary Williams. Oh, throwing down a super chat. Thank you, first of all. I meant to say one hour of stream. Oh, that's okay. That's what replays are for, Gary. Although you did miss a couple opportunities to win some cool gift certificates, but glad you made it anyway. Life's busy, man. Come when you can. If you can't, don't sweat it. No worries. Survival of the fishiest. Welcome to the Fishmonger Crew. Thanks for joining up. 
appreciate you becoming a member of the channel. Liquid rock aquatics, potassium permanganate is what they use for sterilization of nets in China stores. Oh, that would definitely do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it would cause the nice strands of acrylic in a, in a mop to scrunch up or not, but um, that would be worth experimenting with. Next one I see is survival of the fishiest. How many and how old and how to contact about it? Um, I'm not quite sure what we're talking about. If you're talking about fish, if you just send us an email, hello at dancefish.com, um, and let us know you have some fish for sale, then it would really help if we knew how many of what species and what size they are. Then we could go from there. Jacob Metzer, what size do you recommend fry to be grown to for dance fish to be able to receive them? It depends on the species. Uh, most species, we want them to be an inch or more, but there's some species that only grow to an inch, so a half-inch fish in that case is well on their way. So it, it totally depends on what kind of fish we're talking about. Cat with corn dog, Are you guys getting orange zebra autos in at some point? Also, I lost my L236 Super White, which is a bummer. Oh, that's a huge bummer. Cat with corn dog. Any any idea what could have happened there? That's no fun at all. Um, really sorry to hear that. Sincerely. I do plan to get in more uh, orange zebra autos, but they're not something I can get in all the time. So, as soon as I can, I will. But they're not always available. And even when they are, often I'll order them and they don't show up. But yes, I do plan to get, I, I plan to keep trying. Oh, thank you, Johnny at Dan's Fish. Don't forget to talk about the video editor position. Well, Johnny, thanks because I had forgotten. So we are looking for someone to help us edit video. We want to start churning out a bunch more content. Basically, here's what what's happened is our channel grows and then I get busy and stop producing much content and it goes down. And then I solve that problem or hire someone for that position or, or whatever and then the channel grows again and then I get busy and stop producing much content and it flops again. I'm at this point in the channel's growth where it's growing and it's growing really well. And there's a danger that I'm gonna get busy and not be able to churn out as much content. In fact, it's already starting to happen over the last week or so, and it's gonna drop again. And we don't want that. It's doing better than ever. We're, we're just about to hockey stick. And I want, I need some help. I need someone to help edit videos for us so that instead of it falling off, we can, we can keep that going. Because with some help, I think I can keep the, I don't know, the, the band can play on. I can keep, keep on trucking. I'm trying to find the right thing. I can keep that trajectory going in the right position. So one thing that's limited our ability to find someone to help create content in the past is we were really looking for someone that could be here in-house. Well, we still want that, but we don't think we're going to find that, or at least not anytime soon. So now we're looking for an editor, and you can live anywhere. It doesn't matter where you live. So if you like fish and you like 
video and editing and you have the equipment to do that and that's an interest for you, if you wouldn't mind reaching out to hello at dancefish.com, that's H-E-L-L-O at dancefish.com, what we need are a cover letter, a resume, and if you have done work in this area, samples of your work. So that's what we would need. Basically what we're trying to do is if you look at the last video about aquarium fish and mental health, and then if you look at the video all about Amazon puffers, that's the kind of thing that, that we want to do. We want to do content that's better produced. We want to do content that has enough going on that it will be engaging. I think the all about Amazon puffer video, I overdid things a little bit. I chose an annoying sound, like that boing pop-up sound, and I made it too loud too often. So I learned some lessons there. But, uh, but that's the, the kind of the direction we're going. I think we did a better job on the, uh, the science of behind aquariums and mental health, or whatever that video is called. These are all fairly recent videos, so they'll be easy to find. And there's a lot of uh, creative control that the editor would have. There's a lot of input that they would have. So the idea would be, I film, I hand you raw film, raw footage, and from there you cut it down, you put in the special effects, uh, if they're needed, sound effects, all that kind of stuff. And uh, besides the raw footage, it's pretty much in your creative control. Now all have feedback, we'll go back and forth a bit, but um, after a couple projects, you'll probably know what we're looking for and be able to make that happen. So if you're interested in that, you don't have to live here and uh, reach out and we'll, we'll talk. Hello at dancefish.com. <laughs> That's the email. A, B. Hey Dan, do you like bigger Central American cichlids such as the fish in the genus Paracromus and Amphilophus or are they in general too aggressive for your taste? Um, I love them but I can't do them now. I have 40 gallon breeders is mainly what I have. I have one wall of 75 gallon breeders. I think there's 40 of those. But those aren't fish that I can get into right now just because of the space they take and how few you can have per tank and stuff like that. So um, I like them though, absolutely, but they don't work for me at this time. Like business-wise, they, they're not something I can do. Okay, scrolling up because chat jumped again. That's how you know I'm way behind. When it chat when the chat jumps and I can't even scroll high enough. Um, <laughs> to see all the things, it cuts people off. Sorry for anyone that got cut off. The next one I can see is Bob Purcell. Are you going to be doing any snails? So we have some. Yeah, let's show you. Take a field trip here. We have some nice ones, actually. Boom. We have several rabbit snails, some nerite snails. Um, this this interesting one, the devil spike, pretty cool. And we've we've had all these for a while. They're they're healthy. We're not sending you, uh, you know, newly arrived. Will they live or not? Snails. We I think these will do well for you. We have a couple others coming. Um, actually, one more. I think some red onion nerites are coming. Oh, I'm not supposed to talk about that, but I already did. Uh, next week, hopefully. Hopefully they show up and that all goes well, but we have some snails. Not a ton, but a few. Wichita Falls Fish Keeper. Dan, you are an awesome fishmonger. Hey, thanks. Appreciate that. 
Happy holidays. Back to work for me. Everyone have a great night. Hey, thanks for stopping by, Wichita. Hope you're doing well. Cheers to you. Can Pseudomilgil and Radnocentris hybridize? Asked Mr. Calop Calopsia? Yeah, Calopsia. Um, no, I don't believe they can. Um, the Pseudomilgilae and Melanotaniae are, are different branches. I think they're far enough removed that they could not hybridize. And if they did, I think it would be quite easy to uh, spot the hybrids and not pass them on. That would be my guess, but I don't think they'd be fertile. Now, I don't know of anyone that's done those experiments, so I could be wrong, but just knowing how distantly related they are, I'd be very surprised if they could uh, hybridize. <laughs> Why don't I carry your favorite fish, survival of the fishiest? <laughs> I can't carry everything, man. Carry what I can. But now that I know it's your favorite... <laughs> That's a funny way to put that question. Hey, why don't you carry the fish I want? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I can find a supplier. <laughs> I do like Nanostomus equus, but I haven't found a good supplier for those. That is one I've been on the lookout for for quite a while. Mountain top. Yes, I probably am a live food rancher at the point, even more than puffers. Yeah, that's what it takes to raise that kind of fish, sure. Even though it's just for the puffer fry, it's a full-time effort to keep the food cultures going. Yep. And that's I mean, that's why it's such that's why it's so amazing when someone does raise fish like that because the behind the scenes effort all the stuff you have to do that doesn't that isn't working on the fish themselves but just to keep them fed is is a huge effort so yeah I totally respect that Okay scroll in here there we go. That is one. Um, Sandra says, thanks. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for playing the game. Appreciate it. Rob's Aqua. One large shipping box, your choice of fish. What would I bring in? Oh, man. I would bring in Pseudomugil mellis or Melanotania pygmea, the pygmy rainbow. Probably the pygmy rainbow. Um, just because I know at least one person that's already breeding some of the mellus. Yeah, I've been wanting to bring in the pygmy rainbow forever. Had a couple shots at it, and none of, the, none of them panned out. But that's what I would do. I think that's the question, Robs. What would I bring in if I could bring in one large shipping box? A bunch of little fish, a bunch of Melanotania pygmea. Sean Lancaster. I really want to become a killifish nerd, but I don't have the time set up to breed. Is it worth keeping killies if I won't breed them? Absolutely. Yes. Or should I wait until I can? No. I mean, I wouldn't keep any super rare endangered killie species that isn't already spread around the hobby if I wasn't going to breed it. Because I just feel like if there's only two pairs in the United States, let's say, you want people that are going to breed them and distribute them to work with them. But... Barring that scenario, no, they're amazing fish. Absolutely. Keep them. And if you keep them in a tank that has uh, some plants in it or even several spawning mops in it, you're likely to have several babies live and survive in there anyway, even though you're not trying to breed them. So, yeah, absolutely. They're as pretty and fun and 
worth keeping as any other aquarium fish, you don't have to spawn them. It's just, that's how the killifish hobby started, is all these fish no one could get a hold of. So some killie nerd would go and take a trip to an, to Africa, let's say West Africa, and go hike up a mountain and find a new species and or a new collection point of a species and bring it back. And they could only bring back as many as they could fit in their backpack or, um, you know, get in their carry-on luggage in on the plane. And so... Uh, so they'd only have a few species. So the culture of the killifish hobby became, we might not ever have access to this species again or this location again. It might be in, extinct in the wild next month because a lot of them come from limited habitats. So we're going to breed this and distribute it as much as we can. So that became the DNA of the killifish hobby. That's why... Um, killifish nerds and the aka and any talks you go to about killifish are so focused on breeding it's just there's no farms churning most of these out there's a few that have a few species but in general if the killifish hobby is going to thrive people need to breed them and pass them on but there's plenty of species that are well established that that i i would think you could keep without any problems and enjoy them just as a pretty aquarium fish without doing any damage to the conservation efforts. Kids Aquatics and Reptiles reminded me that it's 825. We gotta give away the final boom, Taylor. <laughs> Where's the beach? <laughs> we gotta give away the final gift certificate. This is for the last one. This is for another hundred dollar gift certificate. 431 folks here. Kids, Aquatics, and Exotics, what was our top uh, what was our top attendance? I'm just curious. I think we've broken all the records. Let's see here. Hang on. I'm, I'm reading uh, what uh, a conversation caught my eye. Oh, well. Um, can't get too distracted. I've got to get to my wife's uh, premiere of her song. So, the final gift certificate, gift certificate for $100 to dancefish.com, donated by the generous Mr. X, Mr. Anonymous. The winner is Kelly Foreman. Well deserved. Oh, I'm so happy. Kelly, you have won. Thanks for being a member. Thanks for everything you do behind the scenes for us. And, uh, You've got two. I, the rules are rules, Kelly. You've got two minutes to chime in and let us know you're here. <laughs> and once that's done, yeah, there you go. Brian, I believe in you and Foxian. Okay, Kelly's obviously here. Kelly, you have won. If you would do the due diligence and send an email, first and last name, to uh, hello at dancefish.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at dancefish.com. Uh, then we can uh, get your winnings to yeah. So congrats, Kelly. That makes me super happy. making a note okay so with that people are probably gonna leave in droves nope 440 not too bad I'm looking here to see if 387 was the old record and tonight we got to what 443 not too shabby for this little engine that could all right so folks I'm gonna head over and uh, 
after I close out here because my wife's going to sing a short little Christmas song and I love showing her off when she sings because she, she I don't know it's amazing to me that a woman like this would live with me it's amazing to me that someone with this much talent would want to hang out with me so <laughs> so I'm really proud when she gets out in public and sings and performs just because I'm like yep that's my wife <laughs> it's like when, when your kid does well in sports and scores a touchdown I was like that's my kid that's how I feel about her so anyway, I just put a link there to uh, where we'll be going here in a moment. Kelly Squeed. <laughs> in true Kelly style, she squeed and then gave me half her winnings right there. Thank you so much, Kelly Foreman. You're much appreciated. Anyway, we're going to sign off here. In order to do that, I need to thank my moderators for being here and doing what they do. Uh, just thanks so, so, so much. Everyone that's a member, thanks for being a member. Appreciate you joining up. Thanks to folks that threw money at us in the form of gifted memberships or super chats. Uh, always appreciated, never required, but it really does help this little startup that's getting up on its feet. We appreciate it. Everyone that was active in the chat, thanks for being active. If you're lurking, hail the Lurker Nation. If you're watching the replay, hello from the past. If you're listening to the podcast, thanks for listening. The podcast is now monetized, so thanks for uh, getting us a little trickle of pennies. Um, hope the ads are not too annoying. I don't really control what ads pop up. So if you're listening on the podcast, <laughs> hope the ads aren't too bad. There shouldn't be too many of them, but I don't know what they're going to be. They don't tell me. Anyway, that's all we got. We'll be back uh, next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. I'm ahead over. Listen to my wife sing. I'll see you all there. Until next time, have a good one. Bye-bye.